Greetings, film fans. Welcome to episode seven of The Big Review Ski, the brand new film show from Joe and Her. That's right, we're still claiming that it's brand new, even though we've been here for ages and ages. My name is Owen DeHardy, and I'm delighted and so relieved to say that like Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal in The Day After Tomorrow, Paul Murr and Rory Cashin have survived the Snowmageddon, a.k.a. the Snowpocalypse, a.k.a. the really, 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 really bad snow to make it here today because nothing is more important than The Big Review Ski. Well, Dan, and we've been trapped indoors by the beast from the east. So <laughs> yeah, you've nothing to here. do but make podcasts. You can't go day. anywhere else. I also have some bad news, though, because like Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining, spoiler alert, Laura Holland has been frozen solid in her back garden and will not <laughs> be. unfortunate. It is unfortunate. The beast from the east did get her. But I'd like to take uh, a moment, all of us, please, uh, to remember Laura Holland. Where'd you get that trumpet, Paul? This is really grim. Did she serve in the army? I think so. <laughs> is she in Saving Private Ryan? That's why she makes us call her Corporal. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. This is no joke, lads. Oh, no. Anyway, if you're snowed in at home, we'd love you to give <laughs> us a shout, too. You can tweet us on Twitter at Big Reviewski, and you can WhatsApp us on the world's most forgettable phone number on 0353 <laughs> And don't forget to include your name. As ever, wait, I'm pretty excited about this week's show. We have Sam Rockwell who's up for an Oscar uh, it's coming up this weekend the big Oscar ceremony um, so we'll be chatting to him later on not all of us just Rory because he's the lucky one uh, we'll have full reviews of new releases Red Sparrow Game Night and Mute which has just been added to Netflix and of course we'll have tickets to give away to our quiz which was supposed to be on this week but the stupid beast from the east ruined all that so it's going to be on next week so you still have a chance to come along so Rory Paul how are both of you today ready to rock yeah pretty good yeah like I miss Laura but I, has, I miss her already. Replaced by Emma, the storm. So that's fine. Okay. It's called storm. storm <laughs> I was wondering that who the hell is Emma? Didn't land. Okay. Ready, ready to get it done, then go out into the snow and have an elf esque snowball fight. I'm not. Oh yeah, I thought that was going to be another pun, and I was just ready to <laughs> shut it down. But There's it's no actually no, just yeah. a reference to that elf. Now, last week we were chatting about uh, the greatest Irish film ever made, mm. and there was a bit of controversy here. Uh, Rory, actually. You got really annoyed at Laura. Maybe that's where she is this week. What did you do with Laura? <laughs> okay, Toki. Um, there were films: uh, Hunger, Into the West, In the Name of the Father, uh, In Bruges. Of course, Paul, you went for that one. But we were asking the listeners and the readers of Joe and Her, and uh, we got some great answers back. So Kevin Hogan opted for The Field as the greatest Irish film ever made. He said Richard Harris was awesome in it, uh, and there was a lot of love out there for it. Thirty-one likes on his post. Jeepers! Yeah. So Kevin wrong. Hogan rocking that engagement. Bob McDermott said. Every Sunday I down tools, cook up some fresh buttered Kerrygold, by the way, uh, popcorn. I get a nice toasty fire lit and I hit the play button excitedly to enjoy Angela's Ashes. Every Sunday? <laughs> Every Sunday. He can't get enough of it and it leaves him smiling for the week. It is a, a laugh a minute riot there. Mm. Um, Dennis Amergan, he's a lad from Old Ireland and this is all about a lad from Old Ireland. It's a very interesting film. Uh, Ireland is mentioned a lot. <laughs> it was made in 1910. I'm not so sure about that and the star is quite an old man. He, he may have just been rambling here but he was going for The Quiet Man. Oh, okay. I thought he was going to say like Man of Iron. I didn't know what he was going for. The Quiet Quiet Man. Joe McAvoy, Six Shooter, which is the short by Mark McDonough. You're a fan of that, Paul. And Sean Rowan, uh, many good ones, but the best Irish film is Adam and Paul, a movie that makes you very sad, yet you're laughing out loud at the same time. And of course, there's always one. Darren Healy went for Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Unbelievable shit. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just we've we've had a fair share of terrible Irish films. What was the one with the guy from Boyzone who did Kung Fu? Oh, oh, it's the Kung Fu. It's the beckon like so bad. It's, yeah, it's, oh, and it like was maximum over force or whatever it was. Called. We'll we'll get the name of that. Oh, have you actually seen that film? Though? No, no, I haven't I've only seen, seen the trailer. Yeah, and then it was like, what was the other really terrible Irish one? It was Boy Meets Girl with Samantha Mumba. Boy Eats Girl. Boy Eats Girl. Uh, Headrush? Headrush, no. What was... Uh, oh, it's Pierce, uh, Pierce, Evelyn. Pierce Brosnan. Evelyn. Oh, no, you're... not Evelyn. Is Taffy. It? Taff, Taffin. 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 Chocolate Tiffin bars. You know how how like can a guy with Irish heritage do so bad <laughs> with <an> Irish <laughs> terrible, accent? Terrible accent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving on from the Irish films, as we said, the Oscars are coming up this week, but Oscars, Schmoskers, we're more interested in the Reviewskis, a completely unofficial award ceremony with which we have no awards and no affiliation with anybody else but Rory <laughs> you've got your own five categories right here I do uh, first up now okay so Laura isn't actually here but before she was frozen solid I assume uh, unless she's doing it in her back garden she knew it was coming she knew it was coming so uh, first up best comedy of the last year okay and we'll go to Miss Laura Holland Corporal Jumanji welcome to the jungle well, she spoke that like a corporal it was real like this is the information I'm very military-esque um, so Jumanji both of you thought it was very funny as well yeah, it was really yeah. Liked, yeah would it be the funniest film I've seen last year no but interesting because I remember when we reviewed it first Laura was like oh I'm not going to see it and then mm. she, like, she ended up loving it so fair play to her comedy of the year yeah. what did you go for I went for Girls Trip I remember you talking about this you were recommending it to everybody right left and centre and then nobody went nobody went it is still probably in the top five comedies I've ever seen what it's Um, that good I think so that's a big show it is and has the like the person who everyone is in love with now Tiffany Haddish like uh, Paul Thomas Anderson wants her in his new film (laughs) she's the new Daniel Day-Lewis she's the new Daniel Day-Lewis and I probably is Daniel Day-Lewis just like really acting well very possibly Um, but yeah absolutely brilliant so 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 funny what was your funniest film Paul as much as I really wanted to go for disaster artists just for that sex scene alone um, I opted for the big sick up for best screenplay it's a really really nice sweet romantic comedy that is funny but it also does that rare thing it pulls off the drama as well and uh, there's a really good 9-11 joke and this is like so inappropriate but they pull it off it's very very funny uh, check it out I actually think it should have been up for one of the best pictures as well this year well the the film you mentioned initially there is what I went for the disaster artist saw it at the end of uh, of 2017 but I'm a fan of The Room as well so I think if you have seen The Room it does enhance it but it was you mentioned the sex scene absolutely hilarious but they do a brilliant post credit scene which is just uh, kind of lining up the original footage of The Room along with the the, show, uh, the footage that they shot for The Disaster Artist um, uh, no brilliant film really really funny ha 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 I wonder if we could get Laura to do her impression of his laugh yeah Laura would you mind just doing a laugh uh, there uh, from <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty good it's yeah it's pretty good Tommy Wise I'll be happy enough <laughs> okay so <laughs> best horror of the last year and uh, once you've stopped giggling there Laura could you <laughs> put yourself together Jesus she's not really frozen is she? she's you, on the bitch <laughs> could you tell us what you thought the scariest movie of the last year was get out and yes Rory that was a horror movie which I found frightening why am I I'm, being called out? I'm like, going to jump in here as well. I know why is she, she's already assuming you're going to get angry. I actually went for Get Out as well um, because there were two moments in particular that I was absolutely terrified by. Um, it's not just one of the scariest films, but uh, incredibly funny as well mm. and just one of the best of the year. But there was a scene 
I think it's in the trailer as well there's a scene where the guy comes running at him in the dark mm. uh, that still gives me heebie-jeebies and uh, just the actor Caleb Landry-Jones who oh, plays yeah. the brother oh, in the yeah. family now he's popping up everywhere he was in American Made he Warren was in everyone yeah and three billboards as well and he's just off the wall and completely unnerves you and everything but I'm with Laura on this one uh, get out 100% I went with Mother um because it, it, it was the closest I've ever felt to having an anxiety attack while watching a film. There was I went with my best mate, and halfway through, I was like, "I think I have to, I have to leave the cinema because I really don't feel great." Wait, watching this. was that best mate? Was that you, Paul? Was it, no. it wasn't me? Me and Rory don't talk to each other. Right <laughs> okay, no, we don't. And you, you don't let us talk. That's true. Shut up, everybody! Shut up. Uh, but yeah, I'd have to go with mother. What about you, Paul? I'm. I really want to go for Fifty Shades Free for that horrific <laughs> use of ice cream and such a terrifying That's a use of joke. such a delicious treat. <laughs> but I'm with you on. I went for Get Out, but the one scene that really resonated with me was uh, not to give too much away when the girls on the computer looking through the potential black athletes and black scholars in terms of the next hit list yeah. terrified the crap out of me just so blasé and normalised how her thinking process was and uh, Jordan Peele's been talking about a sequel to it and you know after the records it has and all the awards it's got you know I'd be well up for that bring it on get in nice get <laughs> outer get outer uh, okay. get outer <laughs> <laughs> so next one on the review skis best action scene of the last year Laura the scene in Dunkirk when the plane slash fighter jet is um, drowning. So planes drown now. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Uh, I know the scene she was talking about. It's incredibly tense. Yep. Um, and you're like, I can't breathe here either. As he's struggling to get out of the cockpit. Um, yeah, that's a great shout. It's a really good one. I went for a scene in John Wick 2. I was kind of torn between two. Uh, this is the scene when John Wick, Keanu Reeves, is fighting Common. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's the scene... No, they, they have a brilliant hand-to-hand one, but this is, you know, brilliant action slash really, really funny. They have the guns and they've got the silencers and they're walking along kind of parallel. There's loads of people around and people don't know that they're shooting at each other. Oh, yeah. My <laughs> Um So I thought that was brilliant. But the other... Uh, action scene that really stood out for me and it kind of set the tone for the rest of the film uh, and the rest of the year was the opening of Logan when Hugh Jackman is asleep in the limo and a couple of guys come along try to steal the the rims off his car and he just fucks him up and it's amazing <laughs> it's so so good they, they die quite violently yeah. <laughs> Paul jo- I was literally you can't see it I was grimacing his own describe that job week <laughs> too because that was so funny walking down the escalators but I'm going to think quickly on my feet and go for the very opening shot now baby driver to stunt when the car does that wonderful 180 and goes between the two bins is it? and just escapes I thought just for coordination Edgar Wright nailed it but yeah John Wick too is, beats everything because it's John Wick but Baby Driver as well is a great show I'm not I, it might not be like an actual action scene but I have to go with uh, Laura Dern's big moment in Last Jedi <gasps> oh great that was a great shout because you're yeah. not even the world's biggest Star Wars fan no but, but I like well, I remember that happening in the cinema and I was like oh my god that was incredible you're the world's then, biggest Laura Dern fan I, <laughs> to be fair she is amazing but uh, stupid people thought that the film had broken because there was 10 seconds of silence and that was a stroke of genes from from Ryan Johnson by the way in space there is no sound people so they were being really really accurate just like the rest of Star Wars exactly exactly saddest scene of 2018 are you ready for your emotions yeah okay here we go Laura 
has to be Coco at the end with the grandmother in the chair. Yeah, I'm. She again. sounds like she's describing a, mur- a murder from Cleo. <laughs> yeah, it was the grandmother with, with the, chair. the chair. Ah, put that chair down, Granny. Um, yeah, no, I'm agreed. Again, uh, this is what I, I went for, Coco. I know it was. It qualifies as a 2017 movie because it was. Well, we're released. doing like the last year. Like of course, Oscars to Oscars, of course, so we're, we're good. Uh, and that just broke me I know we were talking about the song Remember Me last week but if you do have a granny or you've heard any music or you've seen an old person in your life then that will just break your heart yeah I went with the end of Logan oh yeah Yeah. that as well wow if you haven't seen it I'm not going to spoil it for you but there is a reason to be sad guys try to steal his rims and he fucks them up again violent deaths just get me (laughs) (laughs) they just look so sad his arm's gone Paul we all know that I'm dead inside full Dennis Reynolds (laughs) but I did shed a wee little tear at the end of The Last Jedi just because I thought Hamill carried that film so well it's not a perfect Star Wars film but in terms of acting his range is brilliant and just seeing Luke face off against Kylo and that little see around kid and the little wink it's just like it was perfect send off and yeah it got me I'm okay. are, we, are we okay, okay. I think We're so okay. everyone take a moment last one last review ski film you're most looking forward to seeing in 2018 Laura Mary Poppins returns obviously it sounds like a, an action film obviously the sass <laughs> <laughs> Emily Blunt looks like she's going to be perfect in that. yeah yeah she does I like the, we seen a little teaser of that a few months ago and it, she looks and is it Colin Firth is it that is it Colin, is it Colin Firth I think it is it's one of those possibly one of those actors I'm going to be slightly one of those male actors yes. your man with hair yeah. nice. <laughs> I'm slightly predictable because all the biggies like Solo Star Wars Story uh, Avengers Affinity Jurassic World I can't No I know But they were And maybe Mission Impossible 19 as well But the one that I'm going for And there are two of them Is (laughs) Is A Quiet Place Okay The John Krasinski film Which again stars Emily Blunt And every single trailer I've seen for that uh, Just gets me more and more creeped out Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically I think the premise is uh, these weird alien creatures are around or there's something but you cannot make noise or they'll they'll come get you they'll get you and that's it, it it's just utterly terrifying quiet. can't wait and what's your one of you said there was two the other one is Isle of Dogs the Wes Anderson uh, film yeah. Wes Anderson with, with film. everyone in the world yeah it? exactly because love Wes I'm going to go for Shane Black returning to the Predator franchise oh, yeah. because I adore Predator endlessly quoted and we, he was Hawkins in the original and in fairness Shane Black is a director there isn't a film he's made that I haven't enjoyed even the nice guys I know a lot of people didn't love it I thought it was very very clever yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Iron Man 3 Last Boy Scout he wrote Lethal Weapon if he gets the dialogue right he knows Predator better than everything this could be really good I went with the Meg Jason Statham hunting a giant shark <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> Can I change my answer? I'm so excited, you guys. It's to 70 see the foot shark, isn't it? It's like he's a, oh, it's God. a huge, like monolithic shark, and the film cost 140 million. Oh my God! <laughs> it's out really soon, and there's no trailer. I can't wait. There's no to trailer. See you guys. Please tell me they were like, we're gonna need a bigger statum in this or something. Yeah. <laughs> the Meg is gonna win every award going. Uh, oh, and he plays he plays uh, a man who's afraid of water. 
And as well. I can't wait to see this film, I can, guys. I, afraid of water and afraid of sharks. Uh, I can relate to that. Um, so congratulations to all those films which won at the review skis well there. Well done. Of course, the fake review skis, a.k.a. the Oscars, is mm. coming up on Sunday the 4th of March. Uh, so we'll be chatting about that more next week. Um, if you want to let us know what films you're looking forward to most in 2018, don't forget you can tweet us at Big Review Ski and WhatsApp us on that number that nobody ever remembers. So, Paul, uh, we're moving on to the competitions from last week we put out our high clue and for anyone uh, who needs a catch up uh, the high clue is basically uh, a little film riddle that we give out and it uh, it's basically if you get that right then we'll send you out some very cool prizes oh high clue, um, oh, high clue. Um, so Paul you were doing an example high clue this week so myself and Rory are going to attempt to crack this one so bring it on because we got our pens we got our paper and we got our brains once again I've if you're, two of those three things if you love Japanese poetry and the 575 oh, yeah. is off yes. feel free to get in touch Japanese okay guys poetry this is I think this is quite easy so shout out no pressure first line white Russian <laughs> <laughs> white Russians rule okay got it okay yeah I actually do have it <laughs> nihilist cut pinky off yeah I hate the eagles. Coco. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get so emotional. Wait there, so do the do the syllable okay. count. White, white Russians, Russians rule. White, white Russians, Russians rule. rule. That's for you, donkey. There you go. We put in there. There, white Russians <laughs> The white rule. Russians yeah, rule. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> that, that brings up the five, right? <laughs> yeah. What's the middle line? Live recording, guys. Uh, nihilist cut pinky off. Nihilist, nihilist cut, cut pinky, pinky off. off. Okay. Am I good? Am I good at seven? I'm good. I hate the eagles. I hate the, the eagles. Okay, so we say the answer on three. Uh, it's Coco. One, two, three, Coco. <laughs> the Meg. The every film can't be the Meg. Um, every film should be the Meg. The, really big re- <laughs> the big review. <laughs> 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 the big The big Lebowski, of, of course. Of course it is. The dude. Um, that's a good one. So we've uh, got one here for... Uh, actually, we were going to read out the answer to last week's one that we gave you. So it was, Hua, Great Scott Rules. Lucius Bane and Obi Wan go looking for birds, or as Everyone Laura was saying, thought it was Al Pacino. Oh, for the hoo-ha. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. obsessed with the hoo ha. <laughs> so many, so many people were like, "I don't know what Al Pacino film that is." Like, well, you're not gonna. Was Al well, Pacino and Tom Hardy in the film? That's what I was thinking. Like, hoo-ha, um is actually it's one of the words that's spoken most in this film. The answer is Ridley Scott's Black Hawk Down. So he was the great Scott that rules because he directs it. The hoo-ha it's pretty much every other word is said by these guys they're all in the Air Force uh, Lucius Bane and Obi-Wan the three actors who played those Lucius Malfoy you had Jason Isaacs Bane was Tom Hardy and Obi-Wan or Obi-Wan as Obi- Laurie called Obi-Wan. him <laughs> is, uh, is Ewan McGregor uh, so those three guys played soldiers in it and they go looking for birds and the birds of course were the helicopters uh, that had been downed aka Blackhawk down it was a really good high clue oh good Excellent. glad you glad you liked that one so this week's high clue will be coming up later on in the show but onwards and upwards yeah. if you're interested in going to the films at the minute or as people call it the cinema the talkies um, we have, the films. we've got the top 10 flicks in the Irish box office at the moment uh, number 10 is La Boheme which uh, of course is Giacomo Puccini's uh, 1896 opera of the same name of course it is of course it I've is. never had a more confused look on my face <laughs> the Met Opera they have these screenings every so often they're really really popular here in yeah. Ireland so they put on uh, massive screenings of the big opera productions from around the world but like The Greatest Showman even though this was released uh, nearly hundreds of years ago uh, it's on the way back up so it's in at number 10 so <laughs> Good work, Puccini. He'll be delighted. Uh, number nine is Early Man, Rory Paul, both fans. Yes. Yep. 
The Shape of Water, a.k.a. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your review right there. The Shape of Water uh, is number eight this week, a.k.a. Grinding Nemo. Uh, it's dropping fast, isn't it? It really is. It turns out maybe people don't love uh, sex with a fish man so but, much. But this, oddly, is how we, this is how we find out. Oddly, I saw a poll of all the Oscar picks this year. That's the most popular with film audiences in America. Really? So, yeah, more than anything else. So I don't know if that's going to... Uh, sway it over the line anyway we'll know by Sunday mm-hmm. uh, speaking of Oscar picks three billboards outside Ebbing Missouri is in at number seven we'll be chatting to the star of the film Sam Rockwell just in a little while uh, number six Coco Pass the Tissues brilliant film do go see it number five Fifty Shades Freed also Pass the Tissues <laughs> I was also the exact same thing number four The Greatest Showman again we've joked about it going up and down the charts it's, it's on the way back it is the rake from The Simpsons the yeah way, exactly like, it's not funny anymore oh it is kind of funny again now because it's gone up we saw David Baddiel has clearly been listening to The Big Review because he fan. tweeted The Greatest Showman is unadulterated bollocks which is a super review but it turns out most other people disagree unadulterated bollocks that makes money that's true yeah. number three is the first of our new entries it's I, Tonya and Paul you had a wee uh, look at this really really enjoyed it uh, two lead actresses Margot Robbie and Alison Janney uh, rightfully up for Oscars but very clever in the sense of how it tells the story it kind of gets paints in broad strokes and lets you come to the truth um, and also stick with it till the very end because some of the stories you think oh my god that really didn't happen in life this is caricature it actually genuinely happened I'm not going to give too much away about the plot but the post credit scene is hilarious stay with it and it's an absolute winner brilliant and number two our other new entry which is Lady Bird and it looks like Saoirse Ronan won the battle of the films from last week because she obviously pipped uh, I, Tonya to hire up in the chart um, no I didn't know where that one was going yeah, at all like, <laughs> basically Saoirse Ronan beat Margot Robbie that was it um, that's quite the statement <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah brilliant to see Irish audiences responding so well to that I think it's because of the big review scheme I would fully agree with you thank you we're deluded number one is still Black Panther and I saw uh, we've been discussing how important the film is how good the film is as well um, how groundbreaking it is both as a Marvel film and just as a film um, for African Americans and black culture all around the world people are just responding to it in an unbelievable way but I did see I did see on Twitter there was a tweet doing around from a very prominent do you know in films there are always porn parodies of mm, films mm-hmm. um, apart from Fifty Shades there's probably like a better straight version out there somewhere um, but uh, I saw there was a very prominent black porn actor I, I didn't recognise him someone else retweeted it onto my timeline you didn't recognise him I didn't recognise <laughs> him but he actually said that Black Panther was so powerful for him and a lot of his colleagues that they would refuse to take part in a Black Panther porn parody film they felt that strongly about the film Wakanda Forever interesting but like they can't do a white version of Black Panther so if no black people will do the porn version well, this was just this guy in particular, and, and he was colleagues. saying him, him, and and a bunch of his friends. He wasn't speaking for what would absolutely the porn everybody. Parody title of Black Panther be Black Spank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Black Panther works. It's confusing. Yeah, get back to this if you know. <laughs> oh, <soon. laughs> so, uh, moving on to our big interview this week, Rory was. Uh, lucky enough to meet up with one of the coolest guys in the world what was that noise Sam Rockwell from a a number of weeks back kissy face (laughs) kiss Sam Rockwell Um, he is one of the stars of Three Billboards outside Ebbing Missouri uh, the Martin McDonough film which is still 
doing really well at the Irish box office and of course he is nominated for Best Supporting Actor uh, along with Woody Harrelson as well won the Golden Globe he did he's picked up a bunch of awards yeah yeah, yeah. Um, he'd probably get the Reviewski as well if that was a category but it's not Sam I'm sorry Uh, he does win the award for loudest shirt I've ever seen in my life though you can see this full interview up on Joe as well and it is an incredible shirt yeah it's great like it's like before I walked into the room I was like god damn Joe but so uh, is he a nice guy in real life yeah he just is exactly how you perceive him to be he just is so effortlessly cool and the cool and the second he starts talking you're like damn that's that's Sam Rockwell he's he's got it he's got it going on you're like in he love knows you're in love on. aren't you I tend to fall in love quite easily <laughs> <laughs> so this is Rory uh, trying to get Sam Rockwell to go out on a date with him basically it doesn't work Sam Rockwell how are you hey, keeping today good man good good brother loved the movie loved your performance in it thanks we'll get the most important question out of the way first yeah let's do it Peter Dinklage was on set. How much did you press him for Game of Thrones spoilers? <laughs> you know, I know uh, Dink for we call him Dink uh, back in the day. We, we I known him for a long time, so it was really a trip to see him. I mean, go out, we went out to a couple of bars in uh, in uh, Asheville. We were shooting the movie, and it was like hanging out with Obama. <laughs> I mean, it was like it was really uh, it was something. He People was, love him. People love, love him. him, and there's no hiding. You know, he's he is who he is, and he's very famous, and the people love him. He's very gracious to fans too. Beautiful. Well, you know who else people love? Yeah, is Sam Rockwell. Hey, man, from your <laughs> mouth to God's ears. <laughs> um, when Martin rang you up and said, "Listen, I've written this character. He is a sexist, racist, yeah. homophobic woman beater, and I would love you to play him." Were you just like, ah? No, Dixon is a bit of a dick in the beginning of the film. Yes, but there, I think there's, he has a redemption. There's a lot of other qualities that. Um, well, something happens to him. We can't talk about that, obviously. But mm. but he finds uh, he he grows. He grows as a person. You know, he has a big turnaround. He does. And I was and when the film was finished, I was trying to think of legitimately anyone else out there who could do the things that your character does in the yeah. film and still have the audience on his side by the end of it. So that is a fantastic achievement Thank on your you. behalf. Thank you. But was there ever a point in the film? I'm sure you have a lot of trust in Martin, but where you're like, is this? going a bit too dark are we are we losing by going no no we had a game plan um me and martin sort of knew it was really on the page you know it was a great role on the page it's there it's there on the page i mean really i'm being very sincere Mm -hmm. and um you know we we talked about it we had a game plan as we did with seven psychos and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah it's so funny because there's so many fantastic actors and actresses in this film, but the one the one part where I almost clapped in, in applause was when Sandy Martin appeared. Uh, I had no idea she was in this film. She's incredible. I was like, oh, it's it's always sunny. It's it's the man from this. And your scenes with her are so funny, but they're so she's amazing, authentic as well. Because your relationship in that film is hilarious, but she, it's also super real. It's super fucked up and hilarious. <laughs> I I laugh so hard when she says. Uh, yeah, why don't you fuck over her friends? She's like a she's like an evil <laughs> Lady Macbeth of the South or something. But, like those scenes were fantastic, amazing. Sandy's amazing. She was in a couple scenes in Seven Psychos and she was cut out, and so Martin put her back in this one. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, I'm gonna get very uh, selfish for a moment because yeah, yeah, yeah. one of my favorite films of all time 
it's, it's nearly 20 years old now Galaxy Quest oh yeah man great is, is there any quote from that film that you know the fans still shout at you to this day because my brother well, and I whenever we can we might have a cord off yeah for that film. that's not right is one that's not right, <laughs> that's, not right. <laughs> that's not right is one uh there's a lot. It's a lathe. It's a it's a it's a what something lathe. <laughs> it's it's a funny movie. You know, it's so it's so crazy. That movie has become a beloved uh, comedy classic, like uh, almost like a Ghostbusters kind of thing, um, with but more of a cult status. Yeah, it's it's you're, and again so funny. Absolutely brilliant. Love that film. Thank you. Looking forward yes. to one. I'm really looking forward to. Yes. Is you as Mr. Bush? <laughs> yes, yes. Have you? How's the accent coming? Oh, the accent's not the hard part. It, it, I've done Texas before, but it's the, it's just the essence, you know, of him. The impression of him. What is the essence of? But they're helping me with makeup and stuff. Well, he's a very, um, you know, he's a he's a forward kind of guy with his. He moves in a forward motion a little bit, but he he is a he's a people person. He's a social. Uh, he's socially smart. You know, he's a people person. And he's very charming. He, it is funny looking back at thinking, oh, we didn't like him at the time. Yeah, no, there's, now, a, there's a bumbling Elvis quality. Yeah. He's got an Elvis. He has a charisma, that for sure, you know. I'm absolutely looking forward to that. Yeah. It's, it should be a cracker. Yeah. Sam, thank you so much. Thanks, man. We've had two official complaints about those billboards. From who? The lady with a funny eye. A lady with a funny fucking eye? And uh, Fat Dennis. There's a lot of good friends that will be in this town to say, Ow! You didn't happen to drill a little hole in the dentist today, did you? Of course not. Huh? I said, of course not. I think I'm in love with Sam Rockwell now as well, just listening to that. That was a great interview. Thank you. Paul, did you enjoy that? So jealous of Rory. I love Rockwell. Moon, way, way back. What a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was super. Laura, what did you think? Yes, I fully agree with that. Yeah, thought so. Yeah. Now, there are new releases coming to the cinemas this week, and the biggie is Jennifer Lawrence starring in Red Sparrow, which looks very, very cool. Um, Now, before, Paul, you give your review of it, here's a little clip of Jennifer Lawrence and her co-star, Joel Edgerton, getting a little bit flirty. Dominique Gorba. You know my name? You told me. (laughs) You stole my ID from the pool. That would be illegal. Were you just looking for me? I'd know where to find you if I was. I'm curious. Did you want me to know that you were following me, or are you just real clumsy? You Americans always think the rest of us are so interested, and you don't do. So what made you want to become a translator? My mother is unwell. If I work for the government, the state helps me take care of her. My uncle helped me get the job. Your uncle is a very powerful man. In my country, if you don't matter to the men in power, you do not matter. Hey, uh, I'd like to see you again. Why are we going to become friends? Is that what you want? I don't have any. There's a Russian restaurant right by the opera. Have dinner with me there. Tomorrow at eight. Okay. Ooh. Her Russian accent's actually quite decent. No. <laughs> Wait, did you say na or da? Da. 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 I think Rory's having da. a fit. Da. Paul, what the hell is Red Sparrow about? 
It's a spy thriller featuring Jennifer Lawrence, directed by Francis Lawrence, no relation, and it's very, very good. Um, it starts off, uh, Lawrence is a ballerina, and through events, I'm not going to give too many spoilers away, she ends up needing money to look after the medical bills of her mother and to keep a roof over her head. Her shady uncle comes into this scene then and offers her a job basically working for a wing of the KGB the Red Sparrows who are spies basically to infiltrate uh, MI6, CIA, different stuff counter counter terrorism, spy stuff so she goes off and trains and in that time she comes across Joel Edgerton who is a CIA operative in Moscow and he's trying to conceal a certain mole he has within Russia so it's kind of the departed feel going on there but it's very very clever in the sense that it's very hard to watch it and not get the feeling that Lawrence is a very personal statement of hers in terms of the character she plays is all about reclaiming power and kind of be, she doesn't want to be used as a pawn between um, Russia and America and so forth and there's a lot of back and forth and espionage as you'd expect and it's very hard to kind of separate that from Lawrence's own personal life because obviously the, the awful hacking and invasion of her privacy in recent years so there is a very personal film to her in terms of the action this is far more thriller than your comic book stuff like Atomic Blonde or John Wick. The violence is quite sparing, but it is very brutal when it's in it. And it's really well shot. There's one scene in particular, which I've I'm, I'm a tough stomach for this stuff, but I was kind of like, Ew. Um, and it plays out really, really well. At starts because in all kind of con films, there's always that kind of mistrust and kind of uh, coldness between them. But Lawrence and Edgerton are so good that the first few scenes between them are like that and you think Jesus but then they do kind of grow to each other and play off each other very very well in fact there's a scene between them when they get close and it's very very funny at the start but then you're like as the film the, the, the trek goes bigger and bigger um, you can tell them getting closest. The supporting cast is excellent. You've Kieran Hines, you've got um, uh, oh, Alfred from the last Jeremy, Jeremy Irons, uh, really filling it out. A really solid espionage thriller, which you kind of don't see that much of, which with gratuitous and fairly decent act violence in it too. Brilliant. You mentioned The Departed there, which is one of my all-time favorite films. And the thing that I love about that is that no matter how many characters on screen, you're kind of looking at them and going, "I do not know." who to trust here at all so is it that kind of feel where you're kind of second guessing everybody all the time yeah like you got, you're not that going in because it's a spy thriller and it's it's all double agents oh no it's triple agents oh no it was <laughs> just a double agent I, I, I can't keep count but like yeah it is very smart and it holds its uh, cards close, close to its chest for the majority uh, I, I know it's the first of I think three books so I'm curious to see whether they follow through what the box office is like because that will depend heavily I can't imagine it costs too much I wouldn't have thought so now um, but what they do they, they do it very sparingly and um, Edgerton is one of those actors that's just consistently good in everything he's been in um, and it's he's very very good uh, on screen with Lawrence and yeah it, it as I said if you expect if you're expecting your kind of comic laughs at violence it's actually not it's pretty brutal and it's pretty visceral it's also pretty sexy it is I'm so <laughs> <laughs> so definitely recommend it anyway that is Red Sparrow starring Jennifer Lawrence and Joel Edgerton in cinemas this week now Mute 
was uh, a brand new film just added to Netflix. It's directed by Duncan Jones, who <laughs> probably wants to get away from the moniker of, hey, aren't you David Bowie's son? But he's also the excellent director behind Moon, which of course stars a uh, friend of the show, <laughs> Sam Rockwell. <laughs> what are you laughing at? And also, um, he directed Scott. World of uh, Warcraft and Source Code. Source Code? Source Code was a brilliant film as well. World of Warcraft wasn't received so. quite as well. But uh, so Mutie's gone straight to Netflix for this one and uh, we'll hear a little clip from the film and then uh, Laura actually had a chance to see this one she got she got a lot of work done she did she really did (laughs) well played do you know what it is to make your dreams come true Leo I've seen you working downstairs you're a good man this barman should not punch the fucking customers I don't deserve you, Leo. I love you so much, but you don't know me. I want to know what the deal is with this crazy bartender. Hi, guys. Sorry, I can't be there today. So it looks like you served me up with another dud for this week. And I was made watch Mute on Netflix. Had high hopes, considering it has the likes of Paul Rudd, Justin Throw, and our own Robert Sheehan but it failed miserably to deliver a good movie, um, to say the least. It is set in the future, but doesn't appear to be set in the future from the beginning scene, the opening scene, so that was confusing from the offset. It's about a guy who was left mute from a childhood accident. That's Alex Skarsgård, the main character. In 30 years in the future, in this new futuristic town in Berlin, he works as a as a bartender and is going out with one of the waitresses. Uh, she goes missing after telling him some cryptic message about how he doesn't know her and how she's he's too good for her. So then he kind of goes off to try and find her, meets up with different people and ends up getting involved with some criminal activity, um, which Paul Rudd is also involved with that but in a weird way because he's some kind of surgeon doing underground work for criminals yeah it's very strange and I also cannot take Paul Rudd seriously in sort of a dark character so anyway it's probably not worth watching on Netflix there are far better options but nonetheless um, I sat through it painfully I'd probably give it about 2 out of 5 maybe no actually 1 if even (laughs) It actually, it just went worse. The more when, she talked about it, the more she seemed to she realized wrap how much up she, her own hatred for the film. Laura, sorry, you really, really did not like that film. Um, yeah, I was actually looking forward to, to this. We like, all were. It has Alexander Skarsgård as this mute bartender. Mm. Um, as Laura mentioned there, Paul Rudd uh, in a seemingly like darker role as well. And a very cool moustache. Yeah. But... Um, Oh yeah, that's kind of, I, I mean, that's the second kind of big Netflix release in a few weeks because we were talking about um, Cloverfield Paradox yeah. a couple of weeks back mm-hmm. after the Super Bowl. And we all agreed that was absolutely pants as well. Yeah. Now, Roy, you had a chance to see Mute as well. Did you hate it as much as Laura? At the hate, no. I was more just really bored by it, to be honest, which is, uh, which is worse maybe because at least you got an emotional reaction out of it. Um, yeah, like... Everyone is trying their best. It does look good, but it looks like it cost less than what's the show they had? Altered Carbon, which kind of oh, their other big that. TV release yeah. on Netflix. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's just it's a, it is just like a missed opportunity. The, the cast try their best. Rudd, it is odd. She's right, like it, it is odd to see him in such a dark role. Um, but none of it just it just doesn't gel at all. Yeah. Um, it is a, a massive misfire. But we can't talk about it this week. But next week, Netflix, 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 hello, Netflix there. have a sci-fi film coming out, uh, which I have seen and is brilliant. Ooh, so that's good. Showgirls in space. Exactly. Okay. The other big release this week is Game Night, uh, starring Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. And of course, Son of Ireland. No, he's not a son. It's a girl. He's it's Sharon not a son. Horgan. He's <laughs> Daughter of Era, uh, Sharon Horgan. Um, this comedy actually looks really good from the trailers. Here's a little clip followed by Roy's review. In the next hour, someone in this room is going to be taken. And it's going to be up to you to find them before they are murdered. Oh, it's a murder mystery party. Not just any murder mystery. I found this company. They do it super real. They use legit actors. You're not going to know what's real and what's fake. Fun! But that's not all. Because whoever finds the victim wins the grand prize. The keys to the stingray. What? Wow. Just the keys? No, Ryan, the whole car. Oh, yes! Oh, man. You're so lucky I brought you to this game night and not one Max Annie's. Hey. No, I just mean because this is better. Oh. We heard Kyle Chandler there as well, who is an actor I have a lot of time for. Yeah. He's excellent. Coach Taylor. Coach Taylor. Yeah, his presence and things tends to be like, oh, this is going to be good. Definitely. So this, as we said, the trailer for this was really funny. Funny, yeah. Um, and you kind of... You hold your breath and you wait because you're like, no, oh, it's never going to be as good as All that. the good stuff's in the trailer. And again, Jason Bateman is another cracking actor, usually very funny, even in things that are pants yeah. as well. But, Rory, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was really, really funny, thankfully. Um, it, the, the basic plot is kind of like the game. Do you remember the Michael Douglas? Oh, great. Great show. Finch, I um, that, he? he did. Yeah, he did. And kind of like Three Amigos <laughs> and kind of like Tropic Thunder and kind of like The Man Who Knew Too Little. Okay. It's, it's like people who don't realise that the situation that they're in is actually real. So they're, <laughs> gotcha. just, they're just playing along. Um, and everyone is really, really funny in it and there's lots of really funny uh, surprise cameos who pop up throughout the film. And... Uh, I, as I said on Joe that I, the reason I think this one worked so well for me is because I personally I'm getting sick and tired of going to comedies <gasps> and seeing uh, genuinely funny people ad lib line after line after line after yeah. line after. and you can just feel it you're just like the director was just like we'll get this in editing and it's clearly not it hasn't worked out whereas in this it is very clear that they've scripted this to death um, and, it, and it pays off you mentioned some of the great cameos in it. I know he's in the trailer anyway, but Jesse Plemons, I could not stop <sighs> laughing at a bit where he, he answers the door to him. They sing, yeah. you know, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams and their friends call to his door and he just backs in slowly. And I've been watching that bit and repeat. It's just, he's so creepily funny. They've edited it in the trailer to an actually least funny version All right, okay. uh, of what's in the film. So it's even better. And he, every time he's on the screen, he completely steals it because we're so used to seeing him as the joyous, energetic character from from everything that he's been in. And in this, he's so unnerving, um, but does it brilliantly. Brilliant. Can't wait to see it. So that's Game Night, uh, which is out in cinemas. So if you are looking for something to go and see this week, uh, you've got your laughs right there, or you've got your sexy spy thriller in the form of Red Sparrow as well. But whatever you do, don't watch Mute. No. Now, if you don't make it to the cinema this week, uh, we do have a recommendation for you to watch at home. And I was thinking for the weather 
that's in it this week. It's just been added to Netflix. And this was the film that ended Leonardo DiCaprio's Oscar drought. It is, of course, The Revenant, which was uh, just a brilliant film from a couple of years back. And anyone watching it will be able to relate to, and if you have been hit by the beast from the East, uh, you will be able to relate to, like, even just going out to the shops to get, like, your groceries <laughs> and stuff. This is the bears way Leo felt. Bears everywhere. Well, this is the thing. If you want to watch Leonardo Tom DiCaprio neighbor. <laughs> yeah, fight a bear from the comfort of your sofa, then this is the film from you. And it also has brilliant supporting uh, roles from Tom Hardy there as you mentioned and of course Donald daughter Donald. of era um, <laughs> Dono Gleason as well that so, red haired vixen <laughs> yeah the, uh, the Revenant uh, well worth a watch just unbelievably uh, gritty realist kind of action and everything but uh, it's just so so good agreed yes seconded brilliant Laura Yes, I fully agree with that. You took your time, but you do agree. (laughs) I'm just happy that you agree. Um, So, on to our competition giveaway for this week. As we said, our big review ski, big film quiz, unfortunately had to be postponed because of the weather. But the good news is it's back on and there's still a chance to win tickets to come along to it. It's taking place on Tuesday the 6th of March in the church in the centre of Dublin. That's the pub and restaurant, not not Mm. one of the big holy places. Um... As we said, uh, congratulations to people who won uh, or got the answer to last week's high clue. But this week's high clue. Now, Rory and Paul. I'm so excited. And Laura. Are you ready for this? You have not mm, heard Laura, this. So, are you, Laura, are you ready? We'll have she, she this. Can't uh, this one. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, are you ready for this one? Yes, I fully agree with that. Okay. Good. Fair enough. <laughs> Good answer. This week's high clue is serious helps out. Prestigious man at the helm funny but grim foe we'll do a very very quick syllable check on that okay serious helps out how are you saying Fine. serious serious the way I say it alright the way it's pronounced it's not like serious black or something I'm saying serious no, I helps mean, out like, okay fun <laughs> prestigious what prestigious man at the helm seven funny but grim foe so 575 that's our high clue for this week if you do know the answer get in touch on let me see and Palmer has it Palmer has it straight away and Roy's trying to read his notes I can't read your writing don't read his writing if you know the answer get in touch with us on Twitter or our mobile phone number which I've forgotten it's uh, it starts with zero (laughs) I've actually lost it oh here it is 00353 let's not guess the numbers okay. <laughs> 874-001103 and that about wraps it up for this week here we go uh, so we're going to see you next week for the big review ski we'll see you at the quiz before that enjoy the Oscars hope you enjoy the review skis I'm off to fight somebody to the death for a loaf of bread a bear we're going to have full review maybe a bear maybe a bear they do love bread um, we're going to have full reviews of the lodgers and Annihilation. Scary week next week. Very, very scary. Um, so bring your mammy. We'll okay. see you next week. Bye. 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 Yes, I fully agree with that. <laughs> <laughs>